Smartcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, welcome, welcome to Abracadabra Create What You Speak. I'm Ilan Azulay, a spiritual mentor and sound therapist for women and men who are ready to raise their vibration, reveal their gifts, and shine them to the world, all with no fear, so they can manifest their life. This is an empowerment program, program that I bring anybody from all walks of life, artists, scholars, educators, anybody who is in their gifts and is shining their gifts to the world so they can encourage others and have fun along the way. Because without fun, it's not fun. My guest today is uh, Angela Barrett. She's a registered nurse, movement coach, and yoga instructor. She has created the proprietary way of moving that can decrease anxiety, depression, stress, PTSD, etc. and increase people's mind-body connection while building strength, flexibility, and greater sense of empowerment. Angie strives to create positive experiences in a supportive and uplifting environment. In 2018, Angie became a 200-hour registered yoga teacher through Yoga Works in Columbia, Maryland. She quickly became a certified SUP Yoga instructor, SUP, and we'll talk about that, it's quite interesting, through Longwave Yoga in Wilmington, North Carolina. In 2021, she became advanced certified, certified in trauma-informed uh, yoga and somatics. This is a really great topic. I'm really excited to, uh, to have Angie here. And uh, let's bring Angie. Hi, Elon. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. What a what a blessing. How are you feeling? I am great today. How are you? I'm doing wonderfully great. Thank you. It's great to be here. I don't know what the weather in your place is, but here in La La Land, it's quite sunny, you know? It's but, sunny, uh, but it's cold. We've had a blizzard here recently, so lots of snow. So, so now you're, you're in Utah, right? I am in Utah right now, correct. You are in Utah. So tell me, Angie, uh, maybe you can share a little bit more about your story, about how, what's interesting is how you got to that, because, you know, we're not born yoga instructors and yoga teachers. And uh, I, I work with sound and, and, and uh, Tibetan bowls and frequencies, so we don't get to there, but focus is on you. How did you get to there? And um, tell me about this. Tell us about the SAP yoga, because I saw that's yeah. quite cool. Yes, yes. So I am a registered nurse. I graduated nursing school in 2003. I have been a nurse for almost 20 years. And much of my work was done in emergency departments, intensive care units, high acuity, very stressful environments. And I ended up having a patient assault. I got assaulted by a patient and it messed my back up pretty badly. Mm. So I switched and moved to education. I became a teacher. I taught nursing school. I taught nurses how to be nurses. And then in 2017, things in my life personally kind of hit rock bottom. Mm. I am a child abuse survivor and realized that I needed to start dealing with some of the repercussions of my child abuse because it was impacting my ability to function. Yeah. And 
it was too much for me to do patient care. I worried that I was going to inadvertently hurt someone because I just was having a hard time being fully engaged with, with working and what I was doing. So I decided to go back to graduate school actually to become a nurse practitioner. So I started a master's program and got halfway through my master's program and realized that was not what I wanted to do. I loved what I was learning, but I felt like I was not really able to help people in a way that I wanted to. I didn't feel like I was being validated. Um, so I decided to take a break. And I have practiced yoga for years. I have been a yoga practitioner. And it just so happened that while I was taking a sabbatical from graduate school, the yoga studio I attended was offering a yoga teacher training. So I thought I need something to do while I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. And so I took this yoga teacher training and I loved it. I loved being able to work with people in a way that helped to change things before they got to the point where they would have mm. to come to me in the ER. So it felt very proactive to me. I felt like I got to really engage with yeah. my clients, work to help shift um, stress, anxiety, depression. That just causes so many uh, long-term chronic health problems. And I felt like I now was able to do something to help modify that and shift that, change that trajectory mm. or that pathway mm. for many mm. people. Wow, wow, that's fascinating. Before before we touch the the sap yoga, I want I want to go yeah. back here. You know, this is uh, this is a, a quite a quite an ordeal, probably, when you're describing that um, that a patient uh, attacked you. Yes. Do you feel was it, it's kind of like it's kind of uh, some people may find it a little bit um, discouraging. You say, you know what, I'm here to help people. I don't need to be attacked. Now, granted, we are coming from from place of of a higher vibration, of a higher consciousness to to help people, and yet we're still human, you know. So, so our triggers trigger, mm -hmm. right? And uh, and when somebody attacks you, despite how you are, you know, you react. What did you feel when you were? Can you bring yourself to that moment where where you were attacked? And you know, sometimes. When you do something, let's say something in the house, something mm -hmm. in the house, uh, like when I when I clean sometimes and I see the chair is up, I could see I could see that it's going to fall, like the way that I put it. But there is nothing I can do about it. You know, it's like, uh, boom, it falls. Yes. Did you did you kind of anticipate or see that there is a, a danger of you being assaulted? And and if you can bring yourself to that moment of how did it feel and and what went through you when when it yeah. happened? Yeah. Well, I did not necessarily, I, I don't think I ever expected that I would be assaulted. Although as nurses, we get training on that quite a bit. It is a common problem. Mm. Um, the, the situation, the patient was a psychiatric patient and had assaulted numerous police officers before they brought her into us. So she was um, having some sort of psychotic episode and I had her in restraints and restraints are a very big deal when when as healthcare professionals we put a person in restraints because we've now taken away their liberties there's very strict guidelines very strict regulations and our mental health worker had come in and evaluated her and told me to take her out of the restraints mm. and i did not feel comfortable with it i knew she was not safe to come out i knew there was going to be a problem 
And yet legally, I had to take her out because if I did not, I could be held for assault and battery. I could actually be charged with assault and battery. And I, I was I was debating, I was trying to convince the healthcare worker, the, the mental health practitioner that it was not safe. So we reached an agreement that I loosened up her restraints while he went and talked to the doctor because I knew the doctor was gonna back me up and say, no, she's absolutely not safe to come out. Well, sure enough, the patient managed to escape and uh, she got out of her restraints and then tried to leave the ER, which we couldn't let her leave because she was a danger. So this is a regular ER? This is a regular ER. Regular ER. Yes, regular ER. Okay. And as we were um, trying to bring her back to her room, she ended up kicking me and I went flying across the room and it messed my back up pretty badly. Oh, wow. And I remember thinking what just happened and then i was in such excruciating pain that i couldn't that that was all i could process it was just how bad my back hurt and interestingly enough uh so i went through physical therapy workman's comp it was this whole big mess and i continued to have back pain for longer than what i was told i should have back pain for the doctors could not figure out why i was continuing to have this back pain six eight months later based on the injury Mm. that i had Mm. and it was interesting i started doing work emotional work around it and i realized that i was carrying guilt i felt like i deserved to be hurt because my instinct was not to take her out i didn't Mm. want to take her out and yet i did and so once i was able to let go of that guilt my pain just disappeared, disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very, uh, I I was surprised that I was carrying guilt Mm. that I felt like I deserved it, that I didn't listen to myself. Well, no, this is fascinating because as you were talking and, and, and I had the, the divine chills go through my body as you were talking, because I wanted to ask you and I'm, you answered that question already. How does, how did it trigger anything from, from childhood? You know, and and from being bullied and and all these kind of things that and and it, whatever you want to share, we will get to that. Um, did it trigger? And obviously triggered. Now the thing with the guilt is, I can tell you also, the thing with the guilt is that it, you know, how you have certain things that are organic, certain mm-hmm. things that develop organically, yes. and certain things that are derivative of that organic creation. Yes. Right. So guilt in certain situations, especially in, in, in child abuse, I know because I've been there. I'm a survivor. Of, I don't like to say survivor because, OK, survivor, whatever, for the lack of a better word. I use thriver. I thriver, survive. survivor. I passed it. Child yes. abuse, sexual abuse, all this kind of stuff that I went through as a child. So I could recognize that because I've, I've done a lot of work on that. And I can recognize that the, the need to please many mm-hmm. times and the need to please and the need to please especially those who are or who are where or the representation of bullies mm-hmm. is is greater and then the guilt is a derivative of that because you really don't want to please them correct correct you, you really don't want to please them and then you please them and then you feel guilty that you've done that there is guilt there is shame there is because it all boils down to shame and yes. so so I, I i i totally can empathize with with what you've said, this is really powerful. And and so at that moment, did you realize that you were thrown back to childhood or it took time for the process to happen because at that time you felt guilt? 
it took time for the process to happen. I actually had no memory of my childhood abuse until uh, mm. about 2017. Wow. So I knew it was taking me back to something that didn't feel yeah, good, yeah, but I wasn't yeah. quite sure what it was at that point. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, 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 so that happened. Now, how did the, did you feel as a nurse, did you feel supported by the department or, or did you feel that they're still trying to find you, so to speak, like, like put something on you. Oh, it's your fault that this happened. No, I didn't feel like they were trying to put it on that it was my fault. I felt okay. like they were pushing me to come back to work earlier than I was ready. Nobody could figure out why I was still having pain and they, I was expected to come back and to continue doing patient care, even though I physically was not able to do the, the patient yeah. care. So they moved me to other departments and it just never was quite the same. It, it, it was more like, when are you going to be back? When are you going to yeah, be back? Yeah. Not... They didn't get it. It was somatic. They didn't get that. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fascinating. So, so after, after that, um, um, so, so now you're, so, so let me, let, let, let's talk a little bit about, about uh, um, the, uh, the SAP yoga. I want, I want to go backwards, but I want, but I want to touch about that. That's pretty, yes. that's pretty cool. Tell us about the SUP yoga. Yeah. SUP yoga is stand up paddleboard yoga. So it is yoga done on a paddleboard. If you've never seen it, it mm -hmm. is phenomenal. Yeah. I know there's big, big boards. They're not really surf, but there are surfboards, but they're really big for beginners. They're bigger than most typical yeah. surfboards. Yeah. And there are ones that are designed specifically for yoga. So they're a little bit wider, a little bit longer, a little more stable. Yeah. And I ha had my own paddleboard and would just go out and do my own yoga. I kind of didn't have any training, any formal, anything. I would just go. It was, it is, and I, I say this, this is stand up paddleboard yoga is probably one of the most amazing mindful exercises that you can wow. do because you get instant feedback when your mind wanders because you fall into the water. <laughs> it takes instant, I mean, constant um, focus, constant attention to your body. It helps folks to be able to tap into their bodies in ways that they didn't know that they needed to. So maybe they're not engaging into their muscles as much. And so teaching that I actually take a lot of my clients who have some sort of trauma or we're working somatic wise and put them on paddle boards and do yoga that way, because it's a fun, it's a playful way to do it. And they have to be in their body or they're going to fall off and falling. I tell everybody falling isn't failing. So that doesn't mean you failed. It just means your mind has wandered. That's and how can you bring it back? That's great. That's moment? great. That's yeah. great. Yeah, that's great. And, and you are in Utah. So whoever, whoever is joining us now, I'm here with Angie Barrett. Uh, Angela or Angie? Angie, right? I, Angie is usually what I go by. Angela is my official name official so angie barrett she's a certified nurse and and a, re a certified registered nurse and a certified yoga instructor and she works specifically with people uh, that have gone through some trauma in their life i mean who hasn't I, I, exactly i think everybody has trauma <laughs> whether it's big big t trauma like child exactly. abuse or little t trauma like constant stressors anxiety yeah, just the yeah, yeah, normal yeah. daily life so well we're, we're all born born with traumas we're born through trauma you know through yes. the birthing uh, 
process and a birthing experience. And uh, Angie, she is she has a wonderful experience where she's doing a a, a stand-up paddleboard yoga. This is great because I haven't I haven't done that before, and I'll be down to down to do that. I don't know if I'll go to Utah all the way because I'm in LA, but you have more water here. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I have been living in Maryland. I've been doing it in Maryland. So I, I have personally, I have inflatable boards so that they can roll up. They travel oh. with me. They oh, cool. go wherever I go. Inflatable <laughs> yeah. boards. So, so they're really like, it's not like a, a, a round, it's like a board, a straight board, but it's just inflatable. And, and they're, and they are as, and they're, I, I would think that they're harder to do yoga on because they're not really solid flat. They're not solid uh, surface. Personally, I find them easier to do. So oh. you can have hard boards and some people do, um, there are hard, hard paddle boards that are made for that. I have one of those. I actually prefer my inflatable ones because you can inflate them with enough air that they're very firm. It's very mm. steady, but they're kind of, they're more flat. The Hardboards have more of a rounded bottom, so you get more tilt, whereas the inflatable ones tend mm -hmm. to be more flat, and so it tends to be an easier surface, I think, personally, to do yoga on. I see. I see. Um, you were talking about, you were talking about uh, the process where you were healing this black hole. Yes. Of your, uh, in, in, on, on your website, and, and for everybody's joining, the website is listed down here. And, and the contact information for Angie, you're more than welcome. You're encouraged to, uh, to, reach, to reach out. Um, I won't talk about the black hole, but I want to say how, how uh, Angie and I met. Yes. Right? Yes. Angie, Angie and I met uh, through a BC and Accelerator program by uh, Jen Gottlieb and uh, Chris Winfield. Uh, it's, a, it's an empowerment program. It's, uh, it's a program to empower your, your work and how you do your work and how you show yourself out to the media and to the world. And it's really great, uh, really great uh, uh, platform platform yes. to me because we're connected. And you know what I liked about this about this group is that there was cohesion uh, versus isolation, yes. cohesion versus separation. You know, you see different groups. I've been to many many groups and I've experienced many uh, work habits and work groups where the competition there is yeah. to a point. Right, where where mm -hmm. where toes are being uh, <laughs> yes crushed and stepped on and and uh, with disregard to the other person, but this was really I mean there were hundreds of people in this group, and uh, uh, everyone who showed themselves really was about about cooperation and about about uh, the experience and so so and supportive. Uh, and very supportive. so supportive i yeah. was i was not expecting that that was definitely a caught me off guard <laughs> yeah right very supportive so so did, did by the way did this um working on your pitches and everything did that kind of triggered more experiences that you went through because i know that during the process i went through some somatic experiences when i was uh, writing certain things and recalling certain things, you know, it actually took me back to a certain places that that created some discomfort, and I realized this discomfort where it's coming from, like, you know, with like lower back or upper back, and and, and then within a couple hours, it's just like poof. Once I realized that, once I accepted that, um, so it did for me, 
actually. I'm yeah, it did. It did create some it, some angst. It brought up some sensory stuff. I was taught because of my abuse at a very young age that being seen or wanting to be big, wanting to have any sort of attention on me was unsafe. And so mm. I'm now intentionally trying to put myself out there. And so it did create some uh, some angst. And I, I, I yeah. knew that it was going to. <laughs> and I was yeah. prepared for it. And it did. Yeah. So how, how does that how does that uh, play out for you now? It still is somewhat uncomfortable uh, for me to actually be seen. I um, so one of the things that happened with my abuse is that I was um, uh, I was filmed and my abusers were making their own variation of using cameras and and gotcha. child pornography. And so being on video is very uncomfortable for me. Mm. And so. I know that and I have a, I call it my pregame ritual to kind of release some of my anxiety about and my nervousness about being on video. Okay. And um, so I move it out. I'm big on movement. I dance it out. I shake it out. I get rid of it or as much as I can. And then afterwards, I tend to also still do some movement to shake I it see. out, to release I it. See. <laughs> I see. Well, First of all, and this is one thing in the beginning, I, I, I want to say thank you very much for for the courage to share your uh, at least some of your story or to share the experiences because this is this is difficult. This is this can be challenging, and and you're doing a wonderful you're doing a wonderful uh, wonderful job. You're here thank and you and you are and you are present and you are sharing. And this is this is really all this is intended to be is to encourage others that are watching this program to come up show yourself it's okay it's okay to show yourself it's more than okay to show yourself we want you to show yourself yeah i want you to show yourself because you know what is it's the day the day that you were born and each one of us the day that each one of us each one of you was born is the day that god decided that the world cannot do without you so this is this is really uh, really um, really encouraging so so uh, so thank you for sharing uh, Angie. Thank you. So so how did you how did you find that now the movement is very important. The movement is is crucial is important. I notice with myself and 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 I meet more people that are teaching this teaching the movement and different kind of movements. How did you realize that it's actually helping you with healing your dark as you call it dark hole or Black hole. Black hole. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's okay. Black hole. So, and and the, and the question: Are you still referring to it as a black hole, or is it something that I just said and you are piggybacking on it? No, I um I still refer to it as my black hole. Um, I think so. Why? I practiced yo. I'm sorry. Say that again. Why? Why is it still my black hole? Yeah. Because it's not completely healed yet. I'm still working through some issues, um, still aware of some of the stuff that that is um, still needing to be resolved. Yeah. It is much smaller. It is not nearly as prevalent as it was, but every once in a while it still gets activated and I'm aware that there's this, uh, I, I don't even have any other words to describe it. I've tried to come up with other ways, but it's just this whole, like right in my center, this black hole of just pain. Mm. um, that, that I've had mm. my whole life. Mm. And you asked, how did I, 
realize realize movement was such a big part of it. And it's been an interesting journey. So I teach yoga and at a certain point in my journey, healing from my own trauma, yoga became too much for me. I could not Hmm. handle yoga. It was too much for me to learn how to, or to be in my body. What was it? Uh, Was it painful? Were you distracted? All of the above. It was physically painful. It was emotionally painful. I I couldn't make myself go. Um, I just had such anxiety about even being in a class, seeing what was going to come up as I was going through a practice. I just, it was too much. And so I actually stopped practicing for a little while. I can teach yoga, but to be a student was too much for Mm. me. Mm. And then I started taking a training. So COVID hit and um, I was able to take a training with an organization called Collective Resilience Yoga that teaches trauma-informed yoga. And that was really what kind of shifted and changed my life, first of all, and then also my perspective and has um, led me to where I am now. And trauma-informed yoga provides opportunities for choice, for empowerment. You don't want to do something, you don't, you don't have to do something. It, it creates space for choice, whereas sometimes traditional yoga can be very structured. Rigid. And sometimes rigid. Yeah, I would use that word, some, some teachers. And trauma-informed yoga gives more space, more freedom, more, more openness to experience different things. And part of also what we were learning as I was going through my training was how the nervous system plays into it. So actually understanding the physiologic responses, Mm -hmm. and I'm a nurse, so scientifically that makes Mm -hmm. sense to me, but understanding that when I got to a point where I wanted to peel my skin off, I needed to do some sort of movement to release that anxiety or to, to do things like that. And one of the things that we learned in my training was that, well, we're all born, all mammals are born with pre-wired circuits in our brain. We're Mm -hmm. automatic. We're already born. So if you think of baby puppies, baby monkeys, baby humans, we all have these circuits that are pre-wired and play is one of those circuits. And so trauma-informed yoga does a lot of a lot more playful movement. It allows to tap into play, which is one of the ways that we are able to heal. And so mm-hmm. as I was doing that, I just started in my own body creating these movements that were nothing like yoga, but that was just play. I allowed my body to play. Yeah, to do what yeah, it yeah, yeah. Wonderful. And it, as I was doing that, I could just feel tension and trauma releasing. And it allowed me to be able to sit in therapy to process the trauma because I was letting go of the energy surrounding it. Wow. That is, that is, uh, that is fascinating. Play is, uh, is a crucial, is a crucial connecting back to your inner child. Yes. You know, your inner child that, that, that is filled with joy. It's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there is the question, $64,000 $64,000 question that says, that asks, what is our, what is our natural predispositions as humans? Is our natural predispositions as humans to be sad or to be happy? You know, and, um, and the answer for that is really to look at babies, how babies and kids are, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, by default, they're happy unless you take something from them, unless you do something to them, but they, by default, they're happy and they're full of wonder and Mm -hmm. wonder and what is wonder wonder is it doesn't even need courage you know if you think about it wonder doesn't need courage 
courage, we use courage to break out of our confinement that we created ourselves. Yes. To have mm-hmm. courage to break out of our own jail cell. Yes. Where wonder is just, it's just, I'm going to that puddle. I don't care if it's, if there is a hole in the middle, I'll realize it later. You oh. know? Uh, seeking. Um, so kind of along with wonder, seeking is yeah. one of those circuits that were pre-wired. We're designed to be seeking, to, yeah. to, to figure it out, to play, to, yeah, that's, one of those seeking is the official term that they use for the the circuit. But wonder, I like. I yeah, you know, wonder. Wonder is like is like with awe. You walk with everything. Yes. Like, wow, you discover something. You know, there is something something new to discover, some new world to discover. Do you work with Do you work with children, or do you work only with adults, families? How does it work? I mostly work with adults. I have worked with some children. I typically prefer to work with adults because after age 25 is when our brain has the rational thinking part of our brain fully forms at age 25. Up until then, um, the rational part is still forming. And I like to work with those people who have that formed and are wanting to break out of those cycles that they or the 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 patterns that they already mm-hmm, have mm-hmm, i can yeah, work so. with children mm-hmm. yeah yeah wow this is uh this is really fascinating i'm sure that uh, some of you are watching here are, are parents or are mothers and i would say that the yoga is probably more for the parents really because um you know dealing with a lot of things that that that, that we're going to as families as people with families that are going through now with the coronic era as i call it yeah yeah. Uh, with the isolation, because this is what, what what created the kids that are born into this, mm-hmm. that are coming now into this, and 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 young adults and young kids that were born before but are are going through this this separation. It's really yeah. creating a separation. You know, look at that. We we know how to or at least many of us know how to read facial expressions, not mm-hmm. to feel body language. So mm-hmm. we as, as adults that face this coronic thing um, are, you know, we know expressions, so we can see through the mask. Yes. We can see through everything. But kids, they don't get touch. They don't see the expression of the face. Mm-mm. There is no connection. And Mm-mm. so these children are being brought up in a, in a, in a, I, I, this is a terrible, terrible time to bring somebody up because it's like the whole thing. It's a traumatic about... time. It's creating trauma for all of us. Yeah, it is. It is indeed. Wow, this, this is, uh, this is really fascinating. I'm still thinking about that, pa- that paddleboard thing because it's like, it's really. Uh... <laughs> I highly recommend it. It is such a great experience. I take people out, even who are terrified of water, who've never paddleboarded, who've never done yoga. And it just is this opportunity to be in your body in a way yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. It, that nothing else provides that I found. Yeah. Now, how do you do it online? Because I saw on your website and you're more than welcome, uh, all of these, to go into the website and to uh, and to see how, how Angie works. But how do you do it with uh, online? I know I, I, I do groups and I do sound sense online and there are some pros and cons obviously to that but how does it work with you online i mean obviously you can't do paddleboard online no that one i do have to do in person so unfortunately that one is um 
is limited to in-person. I do work online with clients um, doing playful movements. I've created a proprietary, non-traditional way of moving that allows for play, that allows for this oh, release of movement. That's wonderful. Yeah, and I do it through Zoom. I have a large computer screen and I can watch people. I it's So I'm looking for those cues, kind of like what we talked about, but I'm looking for cues that people are going into overwhelm or they're getting too stressed out. And so I, I can teach and do teach one-on-one -on -one clients through Zoom to release that stress, anxiety, and depression, um, still in playful ways, just not necessarily on a paddleboard. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Wow, so this is um, this is really uh, this is really nice. So I want to take you back uh, a little bit to um, back a little bit. Okay. Uh, how how is your family about that? How is your support system? about that uh when you were when you were a child and you were going through that now we, you were underage right i was underage yes you, you were underage mm -hmm. uh how, about how old were you if you don't mind me asking i don't mind i it started when i was around two and a half or three um mm -hmm. and went on for a number of years it that's that's a complicated question it my abusers were not my parents it was friends of my parents and it happened at church and so there was this pedophile cult hiding within the congregation of the church that we wow. went to. And so it was friends of my parents. And it was very challenging because my parents didn't see it. Now, this was also, I'm 44. So this was 40 years ago where it wasn't talked about. Exactly. It wasn't as well known. And so. And that was in um, Utah or in Maryland? I actually grew up in Colorado. I'm a in Colorado. Yeah. Okay. So it okay. was in Colorado. Okay. And so I did not have the support going through it. I had no memory. These were my parents' friends. Yeah. I believed that this was what God wanted because that's what my abusers were telling me. This is the and environment you grew up into also. Was, you know? Absolutely. So it's natural that you'll feel that or think that. Yeah. And so as my memory started coming out and I started healing through that as an adult, my parents have been very supportive. Um, they believe me. They've never questioned me. They've, they do what they can to be there and support me. It has um, created some challenge with us because they are still very much in their faith. And I have made a very large transition away from that and so we've had to struggle to to learn how to relate to each other again now um and so and yet they are still as supportive as they can i see wow and i'm and i'm and i'm positive that it affected also your um before you realize before you realize that you're and before you went through the healing and starting the, the healing process that it affected your relationships Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm divorced. So I perpetuated the cycle. I married someone who was abusive for me. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the religion that I grew up in, divorce is not um, uh, very welcomed. And so even just to leave my husband was very, uh, was a big deal. Was despite, despite the fact of the abusing and all this kind of stuff that was happening. Yeah. It, yeah it you know you're supposed to forgive you're supposed to work through it you know all those things and yeah, it yeah. just 
um, I, I realized I was perpetuating a cycle that I did not want. I didn't know it was the child abuse cycle, but it was something that's what contributed, I think, to that black hole. No, I think it 100% contributed to the black hole. For sure. And so leaving my marriage and then ultimately leaving the religion helped me to be able to have space to actually even start to explore what this black hole of pain was, let alone start to heal it. Yeah. This is fascinating and encouraging and sad, of course, as, as you know, as it can be. Uh, it, it, it is such a, such a painful, such a painful experience. I recall, you know, I, I recall my story, you know, we all, here's the thing. We all go through the same emotions, the same yeah. feelings, the same feelings and emotions. I said that already, but we're just different stories. Everybody yeah. has a different story in a different timetable and a different intensity, maybe. You know, mm -hmm. it depends on depends on, on, on your karmic connection, on your journey, on what box of crayons you were given when you came here. Yes. Uh, how, how to paint your picture and what places in your soul need to be elevated. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, I, I work through Kabbalistic concepts and, and downloads yeah. and information and, and, and downloads. And I see that everything is is part of our journey. Our soul is coming back to elevate that which we haven't elevated before in our previous cycles yes. yes and we've all met before yes people I, yep. that we connect with we all have met we're all like <laughs> i agree absolutely <laughs> you know this is uh, this is fascinating so so angela barrett angie barrett is uh is a is a yoga instructor a certified nurse and the beautiful thing is that she works through movement uh, encouraging and uh, encouraging and implementing movement and she's doing this wonderful uh, paddle yoga stand-up paddle yoga I'm still talking about this because it's 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 so fun it sounds so fun I love I used to surf years and so so I love that yes. I love just anything in water you know me too and anything in water it's so to do stand-up paddleboard yoga the shavasana or the final resting pose of a yoga class you're laying on a board and you're kind of just getting the gentle rocking of the water you get to oh, hear wow. the sounds of nature it is truly one of the most oh wow inspirational like empowering connecting to something greater than yourself it's my favorite way to do yoga oh man <laughs> come on come to la come to okay i'll come to la, come to LA. Come to LA. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So wait, don't they drift? I mean, they're doing it. Are they doing it in the ocean or are you doing it in a pool or something? Um, I usually do it in moving water, but uh, there's an anchor. You drop an okay. anchor so that you just <laughs> kind of move around the length of the rope of your anchor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Wow, that's that that's uh, that's fascinating. Yeah, this, this work with movement yoga is definitely uh, another wonderful tool to uh, to work through through the mountains of our lives. Uh, to work through them and not around them, you know. So this is um, this is really encouraging. Angela, wow, this is like where. Oh my gosh, I can't believe how quickly time has gone. This has been so fun talking to you, Elon. Thank you, dear. Thank you. It's been fun talking with you, and it's still fun. And uh, and uh, this now this is great. This is this is what we do. We support one another. We bring we bring one another to the world because everybody has different gifts and everybody resonates with somebody on a different level. And a different, uh, it's just a different connection. Yes. You know, we may do the same things, but each person is a different energy. Nobody is alike. So, 
And it could just be that I'm working on a vibrational level that connects with someone that that doesn't connect with anyone else. I, Ex yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There there are there are those people and 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 we'll see following this broadcast, you know, people please reach out. People, please reach out. Please reach uh, out. Reach out. Reach out to Angie Barrett. No, <laughs> reach out. She's she's really great. As you can see, it's great energy. It's great speaking with her. She r radiates, and uh, it's it's really it's really wonderful. Really really nice experience. And thank you, thank you so much, Angie, for for sharing and for the for sharing your story, uh, at least part of it. And and we get that, you know, but we get the gist of it. We get the, the place of where you've been and what you've experienced and and sharing that is at least more than 50% healing just sharing it just talking about it just you know I go around and I share my things I was like you want to hear here you want to hear my story here there you go so I'm looking for people to hear to to hear and I and I said because it's part it's 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 a part of healing you know it's like it's like when you do exercise you know you have all yeah. these endorphins go to your brain and everything and 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 so you want to do it more you know it's like mm -hmm. so so this has been really really an inspiration i also find that as i share it allows more people space to feel comfortable sharing their own which then is right. that positive uh you know not only am I sharing and releasing my own trauma by speaking it, I'm able to help others feel comfortable starting to share theirs, which is why I'm yeah. as open as I am. Mm -hmm. This is this is wonderful. Yeah, this is wonderful. And when we when we realize as a collective, because there are many individuals that realize that, but when we realize that our power is in our unity and our power mm -hmm. is in coming together and our power as a society and as individuals and as a society is to create cohesion and not separation and not fear but wanting to support one another yes. and to make the other person great because when we make the other person great guess what it comes back yes. and then we continue and we move it forward and we move it forward and we move it forward and soon enough we are we are expansive you know we don't need to we don't need to 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 eradicate darkness we just need to add more light absolutely mm -hmm. all right yeah. yeah this is fascinating do you have any any other thing any last words that any last words that you want to share with your audience um i just if you are struggling with anxiety or depression stress anything reach out to me i do 15 minute consultations we can talk about how movement can really change your life because it really can shift and and move things and i've seen incredible transformations i myself am a um testimonial to the transformation that can happen yeah, that's great. Fifteen minutes. I saw from I saw from your website. It's it's no charge of fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, free fifteen minutes. Yeah, free fifteen minutes charge yeah. to see how you can go and how you can continue if you want to continue. And that's okay. Yep. But um, but the fifteen minutes is an invitation to talk with Angie. She's she's really fun and she's really great and compassionate and you can see it here, and so and so. Um, yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Angie Bear, thank you so much. Thank you so much for for uh, blessing this. Uh, place with your energy and with your story and and coming forward and um and you who are here this is wonderful thank you for your courage to be here if you're here that means that you had to be here and so thank you for joining abracadabra create what you speak literally create what we speak i'm ilan azulai spiritual mentor and a sound therapist and your host for today i'll see you soon see you later later bye-bye
today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid.